to ask you, um, just before we get started here, just about the, the philosophy. You know, a lot of stuff happened early in the week. I don't want to go over that. But what I do want to ask you is, at what point in your coaching career did you learn that, you know, treating everybody equally, holding everybody equally accountable for what happens on the ice, off the ice, on the bench, off the bench, at what point did you realize, look, it's got to be that way. There can't be favoritism. Was that as a coach or was it before that when you were a player? Well, I, I think, well, let, let's face it. When I was a player, I was, I didn't play it in a high level. I mean, I both know where I was playing. So um, as a coach, I felt that right away. So it happened when I first started coaching. And um, I do think no matter what team you, when you're a player, no matter what league you played in, you always felt that we, uh, even if you were being treated uh, uh, with a little favoritism, you knew that was going on. And if it, it was the other end, you knew what was going on then. It's not a good feeling. And um, Bob, you, you know as well as I do, there are certain players, uh, you're going to give them some rope in a game as far as just the style of the player they are versus another guy. That That's all part of coaching. But when it comes down to uh, your effort, uh, uh, your believing in uh, how you treat people, uh, uh, just playing under a team concept, uh, allowing your game to be in it, but knowing you're playing under a team concept and it is a team sport, that's, that's, that's not negotiable. And uh, uh, I think that's very important uh, to, just to keep on building your team, to build your standard. And um, it, it's really important and will remain with me all the time. You know, that's one thing I really do respect about you because I, I've been around other coaches, whether it be in this league or other leagues, where yeah, there were some guys that seemed like they could get away with a lot, and there were other guys that would do the same thing, and all of a sudden they would be a scratch the very next day. And it just it, it creates animosity in some ways, doesn't it? Even if it's not player to player, it certainly is player to coach. Yeah, it's a disease. I think it is, it, it, and it permeates through the room. Um, for a coach, it it just makes your life harder because you're going to get those questions. Well, he did that. Why did he get away with it? Or, or, or whatever the circumstance is. I just think it's so important, and it's really it's it's really not hard to figure out for a player. And uh, this is why I, I don't have any one-on-one -on -one meetings with players. I have meetings with players. Uh, a player about a certain play, good play or a bad play or discipline or whatever, it, everything's done in front of the team. So everybody knows how it's going to be done. And it, it really, it really makes it a, a lot easier as you go through a long year of things popping up. There's going to be discipline problems. There's going to be on ice problems. Uh, there's going to be problems generally each and every day because you're dealing with a number of athletes, different type of egos, all the things that go along with it. And I think if it's done in a group setting, when you're attacking that problem, everybody's watching it. And they say, well, that's how I'm going to be treated if I'm in that situation. And I think it kind of stems it a little bit. And, and as we talk about, we, let's, let's get the problem solved. Let's get on to, to playing. And there's going to be a next one coming up here sooner or later. And again, you always talk about going beyond being a teacher of hockey, you're teaching young men. And today you're teaching younger men than ever in the National Hockey League. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. To come in at 18 years old, uh, you used to have to have the talents of a Sidney Crosby. Now it's, uh, 
it's not uncommon for a first round pick to be right in the national hockey league the very next year. So what you're teaching, not only hockey lessons right now, they're life lessons. Well, and I've said it to you many times, that's the most interesting part for me in, in the honor that I have of being head coach in this league is that you're teaching people to be good people. And um, that that's, that's one of the things that I, I am so uh, so lucky to be involved in, and I and I and I make sure I try to do it the right way. And you know, sometimes we do an injustice to so many young players coming into league so quickly. And I, and this isn't a criticism; it's just the way it is. They have a little bit of a uh, an entourage around them, I think, sometimes, or it, 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 there, there's just a little bit. The entitlement has come in too quickly in their lives, I think, and. Uh, in their everyday life, I believe, because they're top-notch athletes. We've got to be really careful how we handle that entitlement, and uh, not just in the game of hockey, but just the person that you're going to become. And I think that's a huge role that that coaches play in, and I take very seriously is uh, what type of people they're going to be. It's funny because when I started, I, I started in baseball, and I saw this right away there because you know your your higher round picks got more money as a signing bonus. And they got treated differently, you know, by the organization. They got pushed up quicker because they, you know, people had invested in them and all that. But yeah, their attitude was different. And hockey was never that way. Hockey was always, everybody that came in was the same, whether he was a second round pick or he was a sixth round pick or, or just an unsigned free agent. But that, that has changed. I don't see it nearly to the level that I did in baseball even 20 years ago, but you do see the change as it goes along, don't you? I, I think athletes go, they go in cycles. And I've been fortunate enough to, to be around long enough to watch this. And it's really interesting. And listen, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I, I, have, I have some thoughts and, and, and some really uh, strong uh, convictions on, on what the, today's athlete is. And some of it I, does, I don't like as far as what the athlete has become. But we have really good people in our game. We've got really good athletes in the game of hockey. I, I want to make sure I make that clear to you. It, but it's, it's our job when you're teaching them the game of hockey, you're also teaching them how to be good people too. And we all need help with that. We all need help with trying to be a better person. And I, I think that's a huge part of a, of a coaching staff's responsibility. All right. You were talking about teaching in a group setting. Is there any better lesson for a guy like Patrick Line, who is sitting on the bench during the third period of that game against Carolina? He's a guy that has not played in your system. He's trying to learn what you're asking, both defensively and offensively. He's got that offensive part figured out, I know. But he's trying to figure out how it works within your system. Is there any better teaching lesson than sitting there and watching your group play what I think may have been your best team period of the year? where you come together, where your your stars are laying out to block shots, uh, your fourth-line guys are out there grinding and just doing the job that they're supposed to do. Um, that's quite a classroom, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. And, and, and I'll, I'll add another subject to it. It, 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 offensively, defensively, and also uh, off-ice, teammates, uh, uh, all that stuff that comes with it that we're trying to teach. Yeah, and um, – you know, in, on that subject, I don't want to get too deep into it, but, you know, it, it kind of ran wild after it all went down. But Patty didn't play much in the third period, didn't play at all in the third period. It went crazy, but it was 
it's really, you know, and, and we've had the conversation as a team, we've had the conversation with Patty in front of the team, all the things that come with it. And it's really turned into a nice process of, of a new guy understanding how, how we expect things and also listening to him. I learned, I learned from Patty also in, in, in his thoughts to me after this happened. And that's an important part that early on in my career, I didn't have much time to listen. I, I, I need to listen to the athletes. We can, we can ask them to do this, that, the other thing. This is a 22-year-old kid. And we can ask him this or that. We need to listen to them also. And I learned something from him uh, in this process. And I think no one wants to get all the media attention that it got. And, and again, I say to you, I, I don't like what they were saying about him at all, about him being a lazy player or, or he didn't play hard enough. That, that, that's not the why the reason you're benching people. There are so many things that happen. And uh, I, that's what bothers me the most. But we... Uh, we went through a process together, and I think we're all going to be better, his teammates, him, and the coaching staff, in dealing with him. Well, this is why I like to talk to you about this, and this is why I appreciate you talking to me about this, because, yeah, it caught fire, and I'm sure that many people think that I'm a torts apologist because of the position that I take on it, but I listen to you talk like this. I'm fortunate enough that, you know, we've had these conversations. We've, we've had other conversations off the air, too. So I think if people would just – listen sometimes like you said take a minute and listen yeah. get the message there's there's always a lot more to the situation than you know yeah and that's what you know and i get the guy that i get the the print writers and all the people around it they have to write i guess and they want you know we we didn't talk too much about what happened but i did tell everybody after the game that this was not due to something on the ice and and a lot of things go on on the ice that we're going to have to correct. There's a lot of things that have to go off the ice that we have to correct. It's just part of a group of athletes in an emotional atmosphere that happen. It, it happens. But that's what bugs me when they say he started, they started talking to him about that he didn't play hard enough. And, and, and Tortorella is going to bench you if you don't play hard enough. I, I, it just gets old for me. Not so much I'm worried about me. I, I'm not going to chase that, the perception of all the things that they think happened. I'm worried about the kid because I thought the kid got put under a, uh, a microscope that he doesn't belong because he competes hard and he's a good kid and he's an interesting kid. And I can't wait to continue to work with him. But he got, he got put into, you know, he put himself in a bad spot. He paid the price. I just don't like how it was prolonged out there and, and they made a judgment on his play and especially his effort. That's unfair to him. And, and that's what I was trying to clear up the other day. All right, let's go back to that third period. Do you think it's one of the best periods you've played as a team all year? Yeah, we, we play better away from the puck. We're still not generating enough, Bobby. We're not. And, and uh, you know, we're in a state of flux offensively here. We, our, our center ice position <clears throat> is kind of blown up again. In, in some of the Miko retires, uh, Luke is Luke was traded. Uh, we're trying to get Jack in there. I, I felt really comfortable with Tex for a while, but I thought it just ended up mounting up and it really affect his game. So we're we're changing things around there, and, and it's probably going to be like that most of the year because uh, we're just so young and inexperienced in that position. That affects us a little bit, but the step we made in the right direction offensively, I think, is defensively. I. I, I I think we played better in our zone defensively and were able to get out of there quicker. Uh, we held a pretty good team to, I think, 14 or 15 scoring chances throughout the game. 
Uh, if we continue to work at that part of the game and come out cleaner, I think it'll help us offensively. But we've got to do A before B because we've been way too loose and way too scattered uh, defensively before we can get going offensively. Yeah, you mentioned that center position. It was only a month and a half ago. I was asking you how happy you were that that seemed solidified for the first time maybe since you've been here. And now it's, as you said, it's kind of up in the air again. Is Max Domi get to go back to the middle yet or are you going to keep well, him on the wing? I'm going to keep him on wing. I, I want to keep him on wing. I think it's going to help him. Um, the guy that could go back to center is Tex. I'm going to use Jens there right now. Uh, uh, Jens, I, I'm hoping Stens, who deserves a chance, uh, is going to make a, a, a go of it here. He, he has played some good hockey for us. So you got Jack, Stens, Nasher, and Jens as our four centers right now. So we'll see where it goes. And uh, uh, But we did. We played a good a good period uh uh, it kind of rallied, you know, all the, all the, what people call drama, it kind of, it's, it's kind of just business as usual for us, as far as some of the stuff would happen with Patty and all the stuff that has gone on around us. But if you do it right, and that, that's what I really appreciate about the kid is he understood. We, we aired it out. We got it straightened out. That's really good as far as getting to where we want to be. And that's, again, that's my biggest thing for us as coaches. We've got to get tighter as a group here. And those things help. And uh, uh, so all in all, in a roundabout way, it was probably a good thing uh, we went through that process. And we'll do it again. Somewhere along the way, it's going to happen again, and we'll try to handle it the right way. You mentioned Kevin Stenlin, and you and I talked about him a couple of games ago, just how he's on the ice and makes things happen. I mean, heck, he gets an assist the other day when Scott Harrington takes a shot that's going to go four feet wide until he hits a guy in the back and it winds up in the net. So, you know, things are going your way when that happens, but for Kevin Stenland, look, you saw him two years ago, briefly last year, you saw him for a good portion of the year because of the injuries. Uh, Sometimes in the game, you get that opportunity, like that chance where let's see what you're made of. And uh, I don't want to say you're going to make it or you're not, but you have a chance to be a really big key player or you're going to be relegated to maybe less time. Is this that chance for Kevin Stenland? Is this where he's going to get that opportunity? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to put too much pressure on him because he still, he hasn't played a lot of hockey for, for, you know, for us and, and for 15 games, he really hadn't played or, or however many games because he's, you know, relegated, he's hurt a little bit and he's on the taxi squad. And I'm, I, but I, this is a good opportunity for him. It's not going to be, on one night, but you know, we're in flux in the middle of the ice. And uh, every time we, we, we seem to use him and get him a little bit more ice time, he's a big body that protects the puck well. And uh, he ends up coming through and, and, he, and he helps us on the power play. He's a good power play guy, not only with his shot, but he, he's good at holding on to pucks and settling things down on a power play. So, you know, uh, th- this is a great opportunity for him, but I'm not going to uh, overemphasized, get it done right now in two games or you're done. We're going to let this, let's, let's just see where it goes. Here's what I think the story should be on players. If it comes to you, uh, not Patrick line, it should be how come two games ago, Dean Kukin was good enough to play on the top pair with Seth Jones and today he's out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is. Uh, and, and I told Cooks, I, I talked to Cooks in front of the team. I thought he would, I thought he played some really good hockey, but it has been a real struggle for him and not, not just one or two plays. It's been a struggle. So he's going to step back, uh, especially at that position. I think sometimes it's good to step back and watch. Uh, we're going to look at other guys. Peeker's going to come in here. Oh, you know, Peeker hasn't played a lot of games. You know, he hasn't played. I don't think he's played any. You know, he hasn't played any games. He's been taxi squad. We got Carly out there too. That 
uh, improved last year in the minors and he's he's on the uh, on our squad on the roster i get all this roster taxi squad in cleveland all mixed up sometimes but uh they're going to get a chance and uh, so we wanted to put a right-hand shot in there. It gives Kooks a chance to maybe regroup. He'll get back in. And because him and Del Z uh, have probably been our most consistent pair. Now, Del Z has uh, kind of been up and down a little bit here too. So this is all, all part of it when you're, when you haven't totally locked in a position. And uh, uh, that's where we'll go about it. How are you going to start uh, with the pairs tonight? Have you found, have you guys found something that, you feel works, especially with uh, Wierenski out yet? No, no. Um, we're, we're, we had a discussion before our 11 o'clock meeting. We're going to talk about it again tonight. Uh, we haven't locked in exactly what we want to do. I want to take a look at their lineup, uh, see if, if they overload a line or they balance their lines, and we'll make decisions then. You talked about, uh, you know, Delzato amongst others going up and down. You guys played a lot of games in a short period of time, but you come into this game after having two days off, that is, uh, that's a big break in this schedule, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, it, it, it gave us a really a, a good chance to, to deal with some of the, the stuff that was surrounding us, you know, and uh, um, had a really good practice yesterday. Um, had a good meeting this morning. We didn't go to the building this morning. It, it's lousy weather. It takes too long to get to the stadium and back. So I had a good meeting and I hope we have some energy. I, 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 the Chicago team's playing very well. Uh, they've got some people back. That DeBrinket is a really good a spark plug for them. He's back. Uh, it, it's it, they, uh, I watched Chicago play against us the last time. They had a number of COVID uh, protocols, injuries, and they played like we played last year. They just played hard, and uh, they played hard. And uh, they, I give the coaching staff a lot of credit. It's a, it's a good team, uh, and we got our hands full tonight here in Chicago. You also get Elvis back today. He comes off the injured reserve. I know Corpus is going to start tonight, but are you hoping that you can just get right back into that rotation you were in? Yeah, we'll see. Elvis will back up tonight, and uh, uh, we'll see how it goes uh, as far as the rotation. I just got to make sure on his health uh, that he that he's totally he, he's going to. We got to get him a game. Uh, it, if it if it takes him a little bit to get going, we'll make decisions there. But I like the rotation. Uh, eventually somewhere along the way, we may have to make a decision who's playing best at, at a certain time. Um, when, when, you know, we're climbing, we're going to have to keep on climbing and try to get back in this. And, um, so we'll see, we'll take it, uh, we'll, we'll take it a day at a time. Yeah. One last thing on that Corpus Allo, what has he shown you in this little stretch? And I'm thinking specifically of the Carolina game that you lose where there's six goals that are scored. I know he was frustrated a lot in that game. Just the fact that how he handled himself and how he bounces back the very next game, very next day, actually, in this case, and, yeah. and is able to go out and play. What's that tell you about his maturity level in the last two years? Yeah, remember, remember, I crawled all over him. I think it may have been a couple of years ago when he's banging his stick. He broke his stick over the crossbar. And, and a goalie just can't do that. You know, the, the, the goalie is kind of your conscience as, as far as how you present yourself on the ice and uh, I, he's shown a tremendous amount of maturity. I, I love his resiliency because that first one, pucks were deflected, and he's had he's had some games with some crazy goals that gone in against him, and uh, he's just handling himself and gets ready for the next game. All right, Torch, thank you very much. Good luck. Enjoy Chicago. Okay, Bobby, be well, man.